Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to another edition of Questions for Corbett here in October of 2023. I'm your host, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, and today's question comes from the mailbag. We have a question from Solange, who writes, In your documentary, brackets, 9-11 in under five minutes, close brackets, you referenced Jessica Lynch. I cannot find any info on this other than the Wikipedia talking points. What happened that was shady? I guess I could ask. The government lied about her? Why? I'm so lost. All right. Well, thank you for the question, Solange. And wow, your question provoked one of those deep crises that happens at times when you realize how old you are getting. And it occurred to me, well, everyone knows the Jessica Lynch story, right? Everyone remember. Oh, you know what? Maybe not everyone remembers the Jessica Lynch story. It occurred to me that there are people in the audience who might have been children, toddlers even, when the Jessica Lynch story was playing out on the news feeds. I, I certainly remember it from living through it at the time, but yeah, I guess there were a lot of people who either weren't paying attention or weren't alive at the time that it happened. Anyway, so thank you for provoking that crisis about uh, father time and my encroaching age. But at any rate, oh yes, okay. You know what? This is a valuable question because the a very, very short throwaway quip about Jessica Lynch actually leads into a much bigger and more interesting story. Well, what are we talking about? Well, this is one of those cases where, as I talked about recently on Solutions Watch, the magic words are very important because uh, I don't know what 9-11 in under five minutes is, but I'm going to guess that you're talking about 9-11 colon a conspiracy theory, which is the actual name for my 9-11 in five minutes video. And uh, anyway, if you do know that, uh, then you are armed with all of the knowledge that you need in order to answer this question. How? Well, go to CorbettReport.com and you'll find the search box, which yes, does exist. And yes, it even exists in mobile, folks. <laughs> I can assure you. At any rate, go to the search box and you type in well, not 9-11 in under five minutes, but how about if you type in 9-11 a conspiracy theory and press the enter key or search bar box and oh, hey, presto, there it is. 9-11, a conspiracy theory. And if you click into this, you will get the actual post with, of course, the video links, the uh, different platforms on which is available, all the different translations which exist in various places. I'm sure there are many more, but these are the ones that have been sent into me. And, of course, the hyperlinked transcript, where every single claim is made, usually multiple links per sentence, in this very, very, very dense video. Including all the way down to, oh yes, this is the story of 9-11, brought to you by the media, which told you the hard truths about JFK. And I believe that was the clip of uh, Dan Rather. I, without looking at it, I can't remember. And Incubator baby, Babies, Naira, of course, mobile production facilities, you know, Colin Powell and his famous speech, right? And the rescue of Jessica Lynch. And look, this is hyperlinked. And for people who don't know, that means you can click on it and it will provide some sort of source material of some sort to give you some more information about Jessica Lynch. Who is she and why, why is this about the media lying to you? So let's click on that and see what happens. And you click on it. Oh. The image of war is now created by military and political powers. Television's job is to translate it into mythology. Everybody remembers Jessica Lynch, the 19-year-old private captured in an ambush and rescued by American Special Forces. 
The story started like this. With that, I'll take your questions. Tom. Brooks, uh, <clears throat> we noticed that uh, you made no mention of the rescue of Jessica Lynch and the special operations that went on. We understand that there is video taken by a combat camera team. Can you show us that video? Uh, we did have the opportunity to have a combat camera crew with the assault force, and we'll show you only the portion that has a PFC Lynch being retrieved. Uh, do we have the tape? Incredibly, the cassette was already queued in the VCR. It was in the Saddam Hospital in Anasarya. And the commentary was prepared. We were successful in that operation last night and did retrieve PFC Jessica Lynch, bringing her away from that location of danger. This single video clip produced and directed by the Army is the only document of Private Lynch's rescue, the basis of a story that developed over seven months. Sources say ABC the same day. Extraction, which means Army Rangers would secure the perimeter of the TV runs with the story ABC with a dramatic 3D animation based on unnamed sources. To the waiting Black Hawk helicopter. It was in a CBS the same day. A military post that had been Lynch's uncomfortable home for ten long days. We just arrived here at Saddam Hospital. It was here she lay suffering from two broken legs, a broken arm, and multiple gunshot wounds being treated not by a doctor, but by an Iraqi pharmacist. Now it's serious wounds and incompetent doctors. CBS doesn't name their sources either. The Pentagon says she is the first American prisoner of war to be rescued from hostile territory since World War II. The headline in the Washington Post, she was fighting to the death. In it, Private First Class Lynch is portrayed as a kind of Rambo. The source, U.S. officials. April 12th, Jessica Lynch is a certified hero and a media celebrity. 600 articles have been written about her. Television networks compete for an interview. MTV offers her a show. Her agent negotiates a million-dollar book deal, and NBC prepares a television movie, Saving Private Lynch. It's very important to us as Americans to bring back our fellow soldiers. Uh, but most importantly is to bring back somebody like Private First Class Lynch, who was risking her life on the battlefield. One month later, journalists arrive at Saddam Hospital without a military escort. Their investigation turns the story on its head. Private Lynch hadn't been shot in a firefight, as earlier reports suggested. ABC, May 7th. Have broken her leg when her truck overturned. An orthopedic surgeon who was due to set Private Lynch's broken leg the following morning says U.S. soldiers put a gun to his head as they burst into the operating room. We started shouting, we are doctors, don't shoot. The hospital staff says there were no Iraqi troops on the premises when the Americans rushed in. They had all left the morning before the rescue. The soldiers broke down doors in the intensive care unit when they could have just asked where she was. Private Lynch has yet to give her own account of her captivity here or her rescue. She remains in seclusion at the Army's Walter Reed Hospital, reportedly suffering from amnesia. And also June 17th, the Washington Post revises its original story. Does it make any difference? No. The myth of Jessica is stronger than the facts. Thank you for being here. July 21st, Private Lynch is decorated for bravery. She is just 20 years old. But Jessica Lynch comes home with the experience of a long, painful journey. 
I'd like to say thank you to everyone who hoped and prayed for my safe return. Whether or not she will be able to remember that time period. One month later, she retires from the Army and takes up a media career. November 9, NBC airs the telefilm Saving Jessica Lynch. In light of its serious nature, there are no commercial breaks. Variety calls it Mission Impossible But Real. November 11th, Veterans Day. It is clear that Ms. Lynch has been taken into many American hearts. She's done her first television. Her book is published. ABC wins the scoop of Jessica's first interview. So just to get this clear. Yeah. Did you fire your weapon back and did you kill any Iraqis? No. No. My weapon did jam and I did not shoot. Not Even Jessica admits her story was false. Nothing. But the lies and manipulations didn't matter. It was too late. The Pentagon had written a perfect television script, and that's what remains in memory. All right, so hopefully you understand, just from that context, okay, there was a dramatic rescue operation that took place in the opening weeks of the Iraq War, and it was a dramatic media event that garnered a lot of attention, and it turns out was mostly a media hoax of sorts, right? Okay, so that's kind of the bare-bones basics, but there's a lot more information that you can get about this story if you do any digging, and uh, I hope that people do have the requisite research skills to at least search for information about this story if you are interested. I'll help you along on that path if you need any help along that path, you can find any number of interviews of, of Jessica Lynch being interviewed about this case all the way from 2003, uh, all the way up to 2023, and presumably every year in between. She's been a, uh, a much interviewed person in the intervening years. Um, so I'll just throw in a couple of representative mainstream corporate dinosaur media examples of the interviews that she's given over the years. Uh, there was a 2018 conversation on the Cleared Hot podcast that is notable because it is with one of the SEAL Team members, DevGrew, no less, SEAL Team 6, right? And we all know what they were involved in back in 2011. Uh, someone let me know. I, I'm not much of a military guy, so I don't know, but was DevGrew, SEAL Team 6, was that even publicly acknowledged in 2003? Was that public knowledge. Anyway, um, there you go. They were involved in the rescue. And one of the SEAL uh, team members who was actually involved in the rescue talked with her on the Cleared Hot podcast. So that might be might be interesting if you really want to del delve into this story. Um, how about the 2007 testimony that Jessica Lynch delivered to the House Oversight Committee that was holding hearings in, uh, I believe, April of that year? Uh, August of that year? On specifically the Pat Tillman and the Jessica Lynch incidents and what they revealed about the way that media was used to sell a war, essentially. Um, heck, you can even watch the dramatic rescue video that has been released by the good old Defense Department of the United States military that shows various aspects of the rescue operation, including one particularly long and boring video of helicopters landing and taking off and some grainy footage of some figures walking by and all sorts of stuff and oh the dramatic staircase scene etc so 
there's a lot of info that you can get if you really want to get into this. And as I say, I'll put those links in the show notes. There's much more out there besides, but this might serve as a, just a general explainer if you really want to just get the bare bones of it. Um, back in June of 2003, so quite early on, just a few months after this dramatic rescue took place, uh, the Pew Research Center put together a little summary that went through this information and what was known at the time and the way that it was covered in the media, which of course is the main part of the Jessica Lynch story and the reason why I specifically referenced it in 9-11 a Conspiracy Theory in regard to the media lying to the public. Uh, Jessica Lynch. The story of Jessica Lynch's rescue was one of the most covered storylines during the war in Iraq. The young soldier from West Virginia, Palestine, West Virginia, interestingly, uh, was held up as an icon of the strength and spirit of the American volunteer soldier. Her rescue mission was called a daring, made-for-Hollywood story. In recent weeks, however, the stories about Lynch's capture, her time spent captive, and her rescue have been questioned. Many claim that the original reports were filled with inaccuracies that benefited the U.S. government by creating positive feelings about the war. And below is a detailed chronology of the major stories, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it gives the backstory. Not quite two weeks into the war in Iraq, some of the media's coverage of the fighting had taken a negative turn. In the newspapers and on television, experts were beginning to question whether the United States had sufficient, sent sufficient manpower to handle the Iraqis, who were fighting harder and more cagely than expected. So were some media uh, senior commanders in the field. De Defense Secretary Rumsfeld complained about media mood swings. Peter Arnett, who was appearing on NBC and MSNBC, went on Iraqi television and claimed the U.S. had underestimated the forces they were up against and were having to redraw their battle plans. Into this mix came an extremely hardening bit of news. On April 1st, April Fool's Day, Private First Class Jessica Lynch, a 19-year-old Army maintenance worker who had been captured in an Iraqi ambush on March 23rd, was rescued from Saddam Hospital. In a night raid, special operations forces entered the hospital and removed Lynch, who was taken to a nearby helicopter and flown to safety. The story was heralded on front pages and newscasts across the country, and a picture of Lynch looking tired but grateful, lying on a stretcher with a folded American flag draped over her flooded the airwaves. Propaganda! America! Yeah! And anyway, it goes through, uh, and if, again, you might be interested, if not even in the Lynch story, in the story of the Lynch story and how it developed and who was covering what on what particular day. And this this Pew Research Center article goes through that and talks day by day how the story broke, how it was being reported, who was covering what. Um, so there's a lot of information in here about the development of the narrative of the Jessica Lynch rescue, which is really the point of this. Um, but for a handy-dandy visual explainer of this, let's turn to our good friends at the BBC, who back in May of 2003, so just two months after the, less than two months after the dramatic rescue took place, already had an hour-long documentary going through the various falsehoods that had been propagated by the media with regards to the Lynch story. We hear the noise of uh, helicopter, the sound of helicopter, and I think that the helicopter I land here on the grass. Like a film of Hollywood, they cry and go, 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 shout, go, 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 with guns and with the planks, without uh, bullets, planks and sound of explosion and broken the door. We are very scary. We saw surprise at that time why they do this. There is no military, no Iraqi soldier in the hospital. But the Americans took no chances, restraining doctors and a patient who was handcuffed to this bed frame. All for the other hand, 
I don't know why they tight him. Why tight him? He cannot move. Why the American army tight him? There was one more twist. Two days before the snack squad arrived, the doctor had arranged to deliver Jessica to the Americans in an ambulance. Every time I want to go home, I want to go home. We told her, I separately, secretly, in between I and she, I told her, I will try to escape you to uh, American army. But I will do this very secretly because I lose my life. We put her in the ambulance with the driver and the worker of the hospital. Then we told him, go to American checkpoint. When uh, he be near uh, the American checkpoint, he shoot it by the American. So a tense encounter, but no Iraqi troops. The Americans almost killing their prize catch by mistake. But the story had already passed into folklore. They make a show for the American attack for the hospital. Action movies, like on uh, Sylvester Stallone or like Jackie Chan, doing jumping and with shouting, walking the door, with, with, the, with the photos, with the photos. We asked the Pentagon to release the full videotape of the rescue, rather than its five-minute edited version, to clear up any discrepancies. It declined. Was there any resistance as the forces were going in? I think that I will leave that story to be told uh, in great detail when the time is right. Now, if all of this media chicanery puts you in mind of the media matrix and the question of the media's role in not just not just covering the war, but in some key sense, staging and taking part in the play that is the war, the narrative that unfolds in the nightly news. And if you wonder about the, the links between media figures and this war that we saw unfolding on the screen? Well, actually, yes, you're very right to question such things, because as that BBC, same BBC documentary goes on to explain in more detail later, actually, there was direct links between Hollywood producers and the story of the war brought to you by the Pentagon. The picture on the left is the war against Iraq, the real war. The picture on the right is Black Hawk Down, a patriotic action movie about US soldiers in Somalia, rescuing their own and emerging victorious. Hollywood and the Pentagon, working in perfect symmetry. In 2001, the man behind Black Hawk Down, Jerry Bruckheimer, visited the Pentagon to pitch an idea with his co-producer. You all right? You okay? Yeah, I can hear bells ringing. He just did uh, Black Hawk Down. So he's very interested in the, in the subject. He's also a patriot. Of course, Jerry does all the big movies. And uh, I do reality uh, television. And I've done this for many, many, many years, long before even anybody knew what reality was. The pair came up with Profiles from the Front Line, a primetime series following US forces in Afghanistan, made with the support of Donald Rumsfeld. They were after human stories, told through the eyes of the soldiers. Great reality TV. The Pentagon approved. What Profiles does is, again, it provides uh, a very human look at the challenges that are presented when you're, when you're dealing in these very difficult situations. And good morning, Republican Guard from the United States Marines. Hoorah! 
profiles from the front line was aired in the US on the eve of war in Iraq. Its popularity with viewers suggested to the Pentagon that a similar approach would go down well once the real fighting began, as long as the embedded reporters played their part. Jerry Bruckheimer producing profiles from the front line for the Pentagon? Just given a human look to what was really taking place there on the ground, right? Amazing stuff. And if you don't understand the significance of those types of linkages, well, then you have some uh, studying to do. And might I humbly suggest not just the media matrix, although I think that is highly relevant to this discussion, but more specifically my Mass Media A History online course in which I talked, for example, in the third lesson there, I talked about Baudrillard and his um, musings on reality television as it existed even way back in the 70s, let alone what it evolved into in the 90s and then into the 2000s with the reality television produced by the Pentagon, which is anything but reality. It is the simulacrum of reality, and you will know all about that if you've taken my Mass Media A History online course. Or I might throw you back to the very recent coverage on here on the Questions for Corbett uh, podcast on the Gulf War did not take place. Do you remember that and that discussion also of Baudrillard and some of the uh, interesting assertions he made about the original Gulf War, which did not take place? And you have to see that to understand what that means. But here's, here's another example of how media is used to produce a war, as in the story of the war, the narrative that unfolds on the screen that has some resemblance to actual reality, but that resemblance is like through a funhouse mirror. And... For her part, at the very least, Jessica Lynch never, not once, ever, ever, ever went along with the lies that were told about her operation. She never claimed to be Rambo, never claimed that she ever even fired her gun, it jammed, she never got off a round. No, there was no big Rambo fight whatsoever. She never played into that narrative. And I can only speculate, I don't think she's ever said this, and I don't think it's even been intimated by anyone, but one could imagine her waking up in Germany, regaining consciousness after her multiple surgeries, and someone at her side encouraging her to maybe tell a little story about fighting the brave Rambo fight. It, it would help boost morale for people uh, if you did this, right? Well, anyway, she never did that, so to her credit, at the very least, she didn't play a, the part that they would have liked her to play in this synthetic, created simulacrum of reality that was presented to the public. Anyway, that's kind of a long answer, but I think an important one of who is Jessica Lynch. I think it very much has a lot to do with the situation that we find ourselves in today in this incredibly mediated world where we are getting all of these media productions now via social media largely, but at any rate, still media productions that are showing us the war in Ukraine, in occupied Palestine, elsewhere around the world. Hmm, interesting. So anyway, I think this there's a lot to chew on. And as one final other piece, I'll note, uh, I hope people saw my newsletter last weekend where I wrote extensively about context is everything, which again is very, very much up the alley of today's exploration. But thank you for the question, Solange. And thank you for reminding me that yes, Throwaway lines of things that I'd said 12 years ago 
maybe uh, even at that time, let alone at this time, outdated and people might not remember them. So it is good to go through these sorts of things again and to to bring them back up. I hope this has been enlightening for for those out in the audience, and uh, thank you for the questions. Keep them coming in, and I will keep answering them. But that's going to do it for this edition of Questions for Corbett. I am James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. Looking forward to talking to you again in the near future. The result of your injuries, we were told in the Washington Post and other places because you were a girl Rambo, and that just turned out to be not true. Yet the statements were made by people in the military to the press. So they were trying to get a story out. And of course, both stories are very self-serving when you think of uh, those who are trying to um, support the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq. The, um, but then the military had an opportunity to rescue you, and you were in captive for 10 days. But there was a whole day before they captured you when they were preparing not just to rescue you, but to, to videotape the rescue. Were you aware of that or aware of it now? I, yeah, I was aware. Well, not at the time. I wasn't aware no, that they certainly were videotaping me, no. But um, after the fact, yeah, I knew about it. And um, well, now, you know, I kind of understand why they, they did it. Well, maybe you understand it, but it just seems to me that this, I come from Hollywood. I expect show business in Hollywood, not from the military and not to support a, a, a story that was a fabrication. Uh, we, uh, we heard from uh, our staff interviewed Jim Wilkinson, the director of strategic communications at CENTCOM. He, he informed us of the plans of your rescue operation. Uh, he informed the press operation a full day before it happened. And there's a Lieutenant Colonel John Robinson. Uh, he is someone who worked for Mr. Wilkinson. He explained to the Washington Post why the press office was so interested in getting video of your rescue, that they postponed your rescue to do this. And he said, we knew it would be the hottest thing of the day. There was not a, an intent to talk it down or embellish it because we didn't need to. It was an awesome story, the awesome story of your rescue. Well, this might have been an awesome story, but this was your life and you were the one feeling the pain, and they were trying to stage a rescue to uh, sustain their uh, heroic story that they made up, and your story was heroic enough without that fabrication. Media. It surrounds us. We live our lives in it and through it. We structure our lives around it. But it wasn't always this way. So how did we get here? And where is the media technology that increasingly governs our lives taking us? The Media Matrix. Watch the documentary for free at corporatereport.com media or purchase a copy on DVD at newworldnextweek.com.